This won't help for Travis, but how well do you know Little Shop of Horrors? Not great. <laughs> podcast, where the guys are drips. I said podcast, where they rip your slips. I said podcast, where relationships are now go down on, on podcast. Let's get real. Yeah. Welcome to the Rotten Potatoes Podcast, brought to you by Denver, Colorado's Cook Street Productions. My name is Justin. I'm going to be your host tonight. I'm going to be. I'm going to be your host. Uh, we are still a man down. A, Nate a boy down. A boy down. He's mm-hmm. in Europe um, working on school meals. Yeah. He's, he's adding calories. He's yeah. Americanizing their meals. Yeah. I thought it was Meals on Wheels kind of thing. Yeah, situation. it's part of this whole thing he's doing. Like, he went to China to make them dumber about math. Right. Mm-hmm. Going to Europe to make them fatter. Yeah, fatter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Manifest destiny. He's, he's recreating the world in his own image. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever done that before. <laughs> uh, so, as always, we will be betting on a Rotten Tomato score for a movie that's coming out in theaters. Um... We're going to be talking about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, but we're also going to be talking about uh, Boyhood, the new Richard Linklater movie, as kind of a dessert at Mm. the end, uh, and summer movies, and a lot to get to. But first, why don't you tell me your name and something that has kind of made an impression on you in pop culture since the last time we sat down in front of these, these cans. No, the cans go in your ears. Well, and in front of your cans. We're not wearing... Oh. oh. <laughs> More of an insult than yeah. I was ready for. He said uh, My name is Evan, and I am captivated by Naked and Afraid. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a survival show on Discovery Channel. They drop a man and a woman out in like the harshest conditions you can naked? think of. And they're naked. And they, give them, they get one survival item so each. They have nothing no else. No one says pants. 21 days. What they about have pants? No pants. They can make their own pants. What about shirts? <laughs> Again, same premise as before. <laughs> it's crazy. Like wow. it's insane what they have to do. They have to be there for three weeks and then they get extracted. I'm thinking about applying so that I could see a naked girl. They're not all that attractive. Yeah. Usually, there's been a couple, but they're usually dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and to have survive, they have survivals. They're not just like Joes off the street. These people are like survivalists. Like they've trained in survival. Primitive survival, hunting, whatever else. Oh, okay. I've been so under, they're not just like off the street. Right, right. Been under the poverty line for a really long time. That might help. Uh, yeah, well, there's we're no doing, ramen on these islands, though. We're doing a spinoff that's just poor and horny. Yeah, poor and horny. <laughs> porny. <laughs> we're going to name it porny, but we thought. We, we take there. two survivalist specialists and drop them into our lives for a week. <laughs> see if they can see, see, see if they can cut it. Let's see you not go to a therapist. They tap out pretty quick. <laughs> Wait, we have to edit today? <laughs> um, my name's Travis, and let's see. Um, have you seen the show Banshee? Yes. I knew. I thought you might do this, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's pretty crazy. It is crazy. Um, it's not good good. It's not good good. But entertaining as hell. Yeah, and it, I think it's a really good premise. Yeah. So for, for those who don't know. <laughs> the uninitiated Banshees out yeah. there. Yeah. And I mean, you w- most people are. It's on. Yes, it's Cinemax. on Cinemax. Yeah. which is weird not that it's their... non-porn. I don't right. know. It's like weird seeing it's Cinemax. It's still kind of porn. It's porn. It's close. 
It's porny. It's yeah, porny. it's porny. Um, so it's, it, yeah, I mean, I think it's a really cool premise. Basically, it's just this, this convict goes to this town named Banshee. The sheriff in that town just got there and is murdered before he, like, meets anyone. And so this convict kind takes of ridiculous. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't have an in-person Absolutely. interview before taking the sheriff's job. We got Skype <laughs> right now. They would have seen the guy's face. He's yeah. from Oregon. Evans. <laughs> too far away. Where's Banshee? Banshee's in Pennsylvania. Ah, uh, is that his right. name? Yeah, that's right. No, the town. No, the town's Banshee. named Banshee. And so basically, he takes the sheriff sheriff's identity, so he becomes the sheriff. But it's in the town with his ex-wife, who right. he used to steal with. Yeah. And a hot Amish girl. Oh, so That's all I've okay. heard about all her body. She, no, so she's unbelievable. Yeah, and I was surprised up. by how hot I thought she was when she was wearing Amish. Yeah, <laughs> like it was. I think she looks better that way. They do her up just, a little too much. She's when flawless. She, but so, yeah. did you know <laughs> Lily Simmons? She's the girl from True Detective. Yeah, I haven't seen True Detective. Oh, oh so tr- when, when True De- you should watch that. Episode. I know, I know. Yeah. When True Detective, <laughs> I've seen Banshees. I don't need yeah. to watch Banshees. I'll watch True Detective. When True Detective um, was happening, that the episode she was on, she blew up the internet. Oh man, <laughs> exploded it into it, shards. It How did it break? recover? Yeah, it built itself back. It's like Wolverine. Uh, I don't really have a lot. Uh, I wanted to do music, but frankly, you've already said Sylvanesso. And there's just no other album that matters the past six months. <laughs> but um, Beyonce's new album is absolutely shocking to me because, like, I have no—I've never—I've seen her from afar. I think she's very pretty and talented, like Destiny's Child. But like, I knew her album in December came out without any warning. Yeah, that's only what she did, ten right? people knew. She didn't tell anyone. Ten people. Ten people knew that she wow. was making it. And then they, she just leaked just it, on put it on, put it out. She put it on like iTunes and yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy. So that's number one, crazy. Yeah. Number two is that Isn't it's that phenomenal. Oh, really? It's. I mean, I I, I listened to it because it got an eight point eight on Pitchfork. Wow. And it's just it's moody. I keep coming back to it. It's it's very like I couldn't even. There's a few songs that I like, but it's just like every song's five minutes and has like three acts. It just goes from like arrangement to arrangement, and then like a melody will pop up. You're like, oh. That's why you're a pop star. That's great, but it's it's some Jay Z influence. Jay Z sucks. So that's the other thing. Oh, he sucks. Yeah, he does suck. That's the other thing that why this has left an impression on me is because I keep listening to this Beyonce album, and it seems like she's so that was so hip, and he to me is like I need him to get out of the public eye because yeah. he's tarnishing his entire reputation every yeah, time I see him. The last album, there's this lyric I can't get over where it's. I'm so good at math, might crash the internet, and I ain't even into that. You're not into the internet? Go fuck yourself, old man. <laughs> I don't why, care. Why would his math why crash the internet? That's just the rhyme. It doesn't matter. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, these new movies coming out and uh, the summer movie season in general, um, but we do have some house cleaning to do, meaning I saw 22 Keeping. Jump Street alone. Right. Um, housekeeping and cleaning are similar. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Escaped that one. <laughs> Sweep that one under the rug. So, 22 Jump Street. Uh, I saw it the other night. Um, I had a great time. It's great. Um, you know, I, I walked in. Travis said, how was it? I said, it's excellent. And then took like five steps. I was like, I mean, it's flawed. Right. <laughs> like, I... It, it pained... It really, it really sucked to see alone. Yeah. Um, because I laughed a lot more yeah. than I... It's funnier than the first one, I think. Yeah. Um... And there's just all the talking points that I have written down. I realize I don't even want to do just because you guys haven't seen it. Yeah. And I'd rather discuss the 
I mean, we put comedy under a microscope so much these days that this is an important thing for us to see. Be like, I don't like why they did that. I don't like this joke. Yeah. Um, but the main takeaway from this movie that at least I think critics are talking about is its um, commitment to self-awareness and um, poking fun at it being a sequel that exists purely as a money-making move. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's I knew that going in. I mean, we talked we talked about that. Right. And you know, even when they did the first one, it was like not it made fun of the twenty. It's a reboot of Twenty One Jump Street while making fun of the premise of no one would fucking believe these adults were in high school. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But the entire movie is them saying we're going to do the exact same thing we did last time, and we have double the budget now. And it's it's so wink at the camera. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing with Lego Movie, which I still haven't seen. But like Twenty One Jump Street and Lego Movie, there is something that is very. Um, uh, dispiriting about that uh, lack of sincerity, I think. Like these two directors, Miller and Lord, they made these hits that are clever because they acknowledge, you know, all the the genre that they're doing, and they have tons of pop culture references. I mean, Lego Movie is huge. People don't yeah. buy Star Wars action figures anymore; they buy Lego Star Wars action figures. Right, like, right. it's an incredible, shrewd business move <laughs> right. that they made. But that's what you're saying. You're not saying that they're winking towards the camera in that one. Much. Well, I still haven't, saying, I still haven't seen it, but I know that it's I know as, that it's heavy on the pop culture, culture in sure. jokes. It kind of has to be not has to be, but yeah. yeah I mean, you you look back at the Legos you had as a kid, and it's it's they're out. very L A movies. Yeah. Like they're um, this has Channing Tatum meets um, the the quarterback of the football team is basically now you know kind of the rival for their friendship, um, and they are very similar. They have a meet cute. And it's because he drops a meat sandwich and Channing Tatum has a Q-tip. And they're like, oh, what a meat cue or a Q-meat or a meat, meat cue. Yeah. So it's a whole bit about meat cue. Huh. Um, there is, you know, uh, uh, this one actually was good. I was reading some, uh, you know, gags you might have missed in 22 Jump Street because there are a lot of kind of subtle, not in subtle, ju- but East, Easter egg shit. Um, one was that, like, they're, they're following up on this clue that's a tattoo and it ends up being the wrong guy and it ends up being a red herring. And I didn't even pick yeah, up on that. Funny. Yeah. Um, the but there's like Annie Hall it. references um, that you wouldn't catch unless you've seen Annie Hall um, recently. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, there is a chase scene at the end where they drive in front of this building on campus that's called the Benjamin Hill School of Film, and it's like a wacky chase sequence. So it's Benny Hill. Uh-huh. Oh, Benny Hill. Um, and I hated that. That's yeah. Um, it they, sounds, they throw like wait, they, before, they, they, sorry before you move way past it for the the meta thing. Um, it reminds me of why Abed gets annoying on Community. Just like constantly, the, the constantly meta self-awareness thing at some point is just fatigue. Exactly, which yeah. is, this movie is 110 minutes. And like, yeah. when I knew going into it that it's going to be very, very meta, and then after like the third or fourth one, you know, it's like, oh, 20 Jump Street, there's an abandoned church right next to our old one. That's so convenient. And then Joan Hill says, that is convenient. And it's like, right. Right. that's not, You're, that's been done for 20 yeah. years. Right. Like, right. Austin Powers is a spoof movie. Right. And you're... Pop- no, that's, that's like, with Community sometimes, like, when he's making, when Abed points out TV tropes and says, like, this is the, po- the point in the episode where yeah. this happens, you're still a TV show. You're still yeah. a sitcom and you still are doing it. You don't have to take us out of it every and five it's, minutes. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's just, 
a different kind of lazy to point out that you're still doing the thing that you're supposed to do, but you're you know you're doing it. Yeah, so that means you're making fun of it. Right, it's, okay. yeah. right. it's cowardly. Like right. I, yeah. I was listening to um, Alex Papadimus on Grantland. He, I think he called it like the prophylactic of irony. Like I think makes a lot of sense. That's like, awesome. It's like a it is like a condom. Like it's safer right. to package your story as. A, but here's all the cliches we're doing. Right. But like, it also feels better when you don't have that condom on and you're just telling a sincere story. Right. Yeah. It's giving. It's a, it's a disclaimer. It's like saying something bad about yourself so that nobody else can say it first or something. Right. Yeah. 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 You you guys like sex better without condoms, huh? I've heard. But, um, you know, the thing is also if you're going to be, like, the louder your satire is, the harder you're going to fall when the other jokes aren't great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, yeah. there's a, they have an annals of history with Channing Tatum where, guess what? He says annals. Yeah. Right. He says he's not a homophobe. He says he's a homophone. He's like, I'm not a homophone. Um, they have a Kate Bl- a carte blanche Kate Blanchett confusion with him, which actually that one's kind of. Let me go back. So yeah, though, yeah. Like, he it, sounds <laughs> dyslexic. He has a real problem with English. But like, there are other opportunities. I if you're going to acknowledge, acknowledge what you're doing at all points, like they probably say Lamborghini a dozen times. Acknowledge that you're doing product placement. Mm, right. Like if you're going to be this movie that's too cool for school. Don't sometimes Sincerely, play ball. Or, yeah, right. yeah, it's 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 because that puts you in the position of almost being a critic if you're if you're being that meta and constantly pointing out the movie tropes. So then when you yeah. do make a joke that's not funny, it's louder. Yeah, right. So exactly. Like, yeah. So making a bad joke after all that is like, oh, yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, I mean, and in general, it's it's great because those guys are great. Yeah, and are. I and like I, I I can't think of anything they did I didn't like. It was just the movie having somewhat of a point of view that's tiresome. Like, after for 110 minutes, at the very end, Channing Tatum throws a grenade in a helicopter, and Jonah Hill's like, "Say something cool and throw this." And as they're falling down, he says, something cool. Oh, God. And then they bring it up later. Like, what'd you say? Something cool. No, but what'd you say? It said something cool. Like, who's on first? first. Yeah. yeah. So at 110 minutes, you're just yeah. like, got it. That's lazy writing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Write something cool. Right. Cook Street Fan Mail. Before we get to Fan Mail, just a reminder to send in any questions you might have for us to... Twitter or Facebook or probably YouTube or our website. I'm sure it gets to us at some point. Or just text us if you know us. <laughs> you probably do. <laughs> good chance you do. If you go on YouTube, though, that's good because then it gets rid of all those shitty comments. Yeah, you know? internet people are mean. <laughs> they think we're stupid. <laughs> we really do need some new questions. We've been getting a lot yeah. of questions from the same people, so yeah. don't be shy. Yeah. We'll say your name on the internet. <laughs> yeah, so we're kind of scraping the barrel there, so please send in questions. Uh... Also, uh, we've had a lot of questions about what music we're playing before and after each podcast. You can always check the iTunes info for the artist and song name um, instead of bothering us with that question. Or, again, text us, because you probably... <laughs> well, that's what I want to eliminate. I'm right. tired. <laughs> check the iTunes info. Spielberg doesn't have to deal with this yeah. on his podcast. He doesn't have any friends. So this week's question is from uh, Vern, which is spelled like Jules Vern, mm. uh, from Tacoma Park. Maryland. Uh, this is the hardest question we've ever had. It's impossible. Um, I do not, I have no hesitation in saying yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. If you could rewrite the ending slash a pivotal scene in any movie, what would you choose and how, why would you rewrite it? Um, 
before we get to it, let's just agree that no one can rewrite the Return of the King, but the whole Hobbit yeah. jumping on the bed. I thought about it. <laughs> is the worst scene in yeah. cinema. Yeah, really I mean, talk about homoerotic. Don't think I. And they also, <laughs> that was hilarious. I mean, I I remember seeing that. I don't know if I saw it with you guys. I guess it was Boston, but I remember seeing that and going through an entire process of like, this is hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Laughing out loud, then stopping, yeah. and being like, "Oh my god, it's still going!" Yeah. And then starting that whole thing again. Yeah, like it was twenty minutes. And or, they also don't they go back for Samwise's wedding? Like it's all happy ending yeah. and all that good stuff. And then they need to show us a wedding in right. the Shire yeah. right. for some unknown yeah. reason. It was a happy, a happy pre-ending. Yeah, why? Before the happy right. Ending. <laughs> That's yeah. why all those movies are four hours yeah. long. There needed to be a homoerotic supervisor yeah. on mm-hmm. the set to say, "Look, Elijah Wood." In all white, mm. in a hazy bed, in slow motion. Yeah, it's so <laughs> hazy. My Hobbit! <laughs> my Sam! Sam! My Sam! It's like, you need to dial it back, PJ. It's so hazy. Oh, yeah. you couldn't you cut the scene? It's dreamlike. You couldn't cut it? Yeah. The dreamlike, it's not okay. No. Um, I'll go first. Um, so, in the movie Juno, the scene in the basement where they're dancing together and then... Um, he makes a move on her. Oh, you know, I was thinking of rewriting it so that they did hook up. Oh, really? Oh, because I was thinking, what movies do I have unsatisfied we're sexual about, tension? We're talking about Bateman. Yeah, when yeah. Bateman when Bateman makes a move on her. Right. Um, yeah. I just didn't need it. I thought that I thought it was cool. I mean, I think we might have talked about this on a previous podcast, but there's barely any movies that have a relationship between a man and a woman or a girl or. Yeah. Um, that isn't sexual at all, or there right. isn't any element of sexuality. Right, but and you were getting that inkling before. There was, but... No, but it, I was aware... Was, yeah, yeah, you were getting the inkling, scenes. but I kept thinking, this is cool that they're not... Right, they're, they're bonding not, over can, music and... And know. he can be unhappy in his marriage without having to make a move on a 16-year-old girl. Right. Like, I, I think they could have... And I, I guess... I don't know if she's talked about it It really not. vilifies him. Yeah, exactly. Because you kind of like Jason right. Bateman the whole movie. He seems cool. I blocked it out apparently. Yeah, I ended up. I forgave him for it. Really? I forgot that he actually. You're made supposed a movie. to hate him, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, and like Garner still wants the kid. I guess. I guess my issue, if if it was that, I so in that movie, I always thought it was interesting that you know. I mean, it feels like such a liberal kind of movie. Yeah. In some sense, but it's <laughs> also... You threw your hands up in the air for liberal. <laughs> yeah, liberal. liberal. Yeah, foofy-woofy. Yeah. Not I mean, a care in the world. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's about abortion. Or it's it's She decides not to get an abortion, which is fine. That's a, that's a fine choice to... It's fine not to get an abortion. <laughs> which is fine. No, but, like, taking the... She, she doesn't get a, an abortion because of, like, the fingernails growing, like, because right. it's a person. So, like, that decision was already like I remember thinking they could have decided to do this without having it be because it's a little person um so then to also have this separate thing I don't know like I think if if it did one and not the other if that makes sense yeah it was just two decisions that I wasn't thrilled with and it sounds like maybe it was a studio note Right. Honestly. Yeah. Like, there's a part of me like, yeah, there's some tension there. Can we, we need something. Need to, right. Go over one, the top, he needs to kiss. One more pivotal story point. Right. That would be Well, it. and like, it could have been, I think it would have been really bold and like really impressive to have this marriage falling apart without that. Like, yeah. then it makes him an easy target, like you said, like really vilifies him. And yeah. Jennifer Garner is very, you know, she's, she's 
in, you know the the yeah she has mark. a she has a very clear reason why she needs to leave him right whereas like sometimes marriage right. is just Ambiguous. don't work and he yeah. wasn't nice. he wasn't certain he wanted to have a kid that's a right. great reason yeah. not to yeah. have a kid I agree you yeah. don't um, need. For indie, need indie movies shouldn't be trying to make things so black and white yeah. right, right, right it just felt like a, it felt like very scripty to like just add this additional conflict mm-hmm. when in like a you know a romantic conflict also. Is he really going to try oh, to no, no, no. It's completely pregnant? unrealistic. <laughs> when he's not that Jennifer Page Garner. is not great looking. Right. She's fine. I mean, she's I'm not pregnant. bad looking. Sorry. She's very good looking. She's pregnant in 16. But she's, yeah, she's pregnant in 16. That 16 is and not a lot married, of people's type. He's married to Jennifer Garner. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's a great choice. Mm-hmm. I forgot about it. Apparently, it's so bad I blocked it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's well, kind of the same. Yeah. Um, a storyline that needs to change or a story point. Indie. Yeah. It's Greece. No, it's not. <laughs> but Greece is ridiculous. <laughs> Here they we go. Fly away in a car. What? Is that how Greece? That's how Greece sends. They're Greece flying away in a car. Well, doesn't isn't there a song where she she sings to a ghost of beauty school dropouts or something? Yes. <laughs> There's some fantastical things in there. Yeah, but that's a dream sequence. Oh, okay. Oh, they just fly out of a the car in a car. car. <laughs> that's not the Jetsons. What's going on here? It's not anything. So, it's not my answer, that's but... That's stupid. Come on, Greece. That, <laughs> they could have driven away. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of you watching that. Because they like... Just going, come on, you haven't Greece. Seen Shut up. Movie. I haven't seen Greece. They're, they're, oh, my God. So what do you actually go with? I went with Dark Knight Rises. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the vacationing in Europe... Mm-hmm. Angle where he's with Catwoman at the yeah. cafe, yeah, that was which we don't really know if that's true, do we? Because no, they're she's, gone right afterwards. She's there. They're both together. Oh yeah, but he's Al- not seeing things, right? He's not. Wait, who's they not they disappear? Things. Alfred. Yeah, no, that was real. Yeah, right? okay. A cat-like hero disappears quickly. Yeah, so it's Batman. That was stupid. That was very. I don't dumb. have a problem with that. I have a problem with the whole last act. Me too. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think it's more the... Oh, at least the need, second, I needed that. The second right. act wasn't great either. They made the... They took away your villain. Yeah. yeah. They took away Bane. Right. Yeah. And had a... Not a change I needed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if they were working together a little more, mm-hmm. rather than... It was just... He, he, he was, was her muscle. minion. Yeah. <laughs> she, he was in love with her and did everything she said. Yeah. That's just a movie tricking you. Yeah. They wanted to have a How are you supposed to know that she was the bad guy? Yeah, exactly. That's like, this is why... And to throw it back to Batman Begins, yeah, which is the worst of the new Batman, yeah. <laughs> right. is, is weird. To bring back is. a villain from Batman Begins yeah. that we're not really that Well, it was about. like the worst villain. In, right. In that, movie, books, that movie yeah. was good. It's just no one... Yeah. Uh, you can't make a Batman... The first Batman... I mean, you can, and he yeah. obviously did quite well. <laughs> yeah. But for the first... In a series of comic book movies, to have a, a villain that no one cares about. Yeah, yeah. It's I was saying the other day how those movies. I mean, obviously, Heath Ledger. Dark Knight is Heath yeah. Ledger. My God, um, on the pedestal. No one, no one ever will do that again. No. That's kind of another answer though, because he does the same thing where where I almost the, did it. Yeah, the Joker mm. disappears too yeah. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there was no specific scene I wanted to rewrite. It was just the don't have the Joker die so soon. Well, yeah. I, We're not even I could have it. done without the the whole two face. Yeah, like, meet, yeah. You know, go whatever the. Because yet in the scene he gets, he goes to save to save Kate Holmes. I debate yeah, Holmes. and the general the the like sociology sociology experiment of the two boats that can blow each other up. Interesting, but as my final act, right? I don't know, <laughs> like that yeah. that then all of a sudden. 
Morgan Freeman's using some sonar technology to figure out that the people with guns are actually right. the kidnappers, and that's like the glory moment. Right. I would have rather just a stare down I, yeah, between Joker I feel and like Batman. He should have, as soon as he started filming it, yeah. he should have rewritten it after he saw what the Joker was doing, yeah. what Heath Ledger was doing, right. because he didn't know he was going to get that. Do they have moment. like a big showdown? No. Which I actually remember, I also kind of like that when he, yeah. Batman finally gets the top level where he is, yeah. Joker just says like, oh hey, get him. And, yeah, just, and they yeah. just fight. Like, there is no right. posturing that happens right. in Hollywood Explaining movies, yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you'd be here. Really? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, that, that's weird that such a great movie has kind of a lukewarm ending. Yeah. Um, well, that's got a lot. Like, I mean... Yeah. yeah. It's weird that Christopher Nolan had to deal with a, the, basically suicide, but the overdose right. of, like, this character during his second movie, and then the Aurora shooting in the open yeah. of the third yeah, one. It's like, true. I would be so done with that trilogy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was done anyway, but yeah, she's. Yeah. Um, mine is, uh, I don't have a, a, a really how to redo this. Um, Neither do we. <laughs> but it's the ending. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. We're not writers. It's the ending of Vanilla Sky. Um, (laughs) basically the rooftop ending is full of terrible lines Um, just a reminder David Ames played by Tom Cruise is kind of just going nuts with all the weird stuff he's seeing he's accused of murdering Sophia played by Penelope Cruz so he takes he asks for tech support and goes up in this long elevator ride with this weird guy and they say yes I work for Life Extension and you've been frozen for the past 150 years with the program Lucid Dream and then he, at one point, the guy says, forgive me, I'm blowing your mind. <laughs> That's one of them. Then there's a, it's the little things, David. And then he says, there's nothing bigger, is there? Uh, so like, so this is, it's Cameron Crowe, Crow, so that's yeah. the thing. That's why he's kind of perfect for this, is he flies so close to the sun all the time. Yeah. Um, it's so, Cameron Crowe directed movie? Yeah. Wow. I did yeah. not know this. And I really like the movie. I mean, I, I own it. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just, this stuck out as a, uh, <laughs> this is you heading to Elizabethtown. <laughs> um, terrible road. Next plane. Yeah, so like he, Louisville. Gets, he gets to the roof and like basically figures out that, okay, he can wake up right now if he wants or stay frozen. He says, I want to live a real life. I don't want to dream any longer. And he conjures the vision of Sophia so he can say goodbye to her. Because once he starts living, she's... And it was 150 years after right. they met, so she's gone. Anyway, so she appears, and they have this exchange. Tom Cruise says, look at us. I'm frozen, and you're dead, and I love you. And then she says, it's a problem. Oh, I thought it was cute. <laughs> yeah. That was cute. It's, it's, it, it's, in hindsight, once you do the rest of it, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. It's a problem. Oh, you're so pithy still. Oh, it's good with your voice. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be real racist the more I go. Do you remember what you told me once? That every passing minute is another chance to turn it all around. <laughs> and then he says, I'll find you again. And then she says, I'll see you in another life right. when we are both cats. Oh, End yeah. of movie. Yeah. The last line is oh, when we're both cats. Yeah. Is that I, from something else? Is that from that? It was from, from it was, he was from referencing earlier. an earlier conversation. But in that movie, because oh, I, I, that yeah. line sounds so familiar like as a joke line now. Right. And that's where it's from. It's yeah. terrible. That makes sense. Re, do a rewrite. Just once. Look, look at that with Did a closer... Did they say that? I, I wonder if they said that line in the original movie. In Obre los ojos. Maybe. It was in Spanish. Well, right. <laughs> it was. But I mean... Even the title. Because she eyes. was, yeah, because she was in that too. So I wonder if she had to say that line four times, and just every time she thought, "Gatos." Yeah. <laughs> when we're both gatos. 
I'll see you because that's the only word we know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in another night. The lives gatos. Yeah. So that that scene. I mean, that's such an ambitious movie. It's I can't sit there and say how to change it. Right. <laughs> a perfect way to end. To but it stuck out movie. as like a good movie with a flawed last scene. So instead, I actually wrote up a <laughs> scene from a different movie and thought I'd just rewrite it. Uh, who wants to be Kit and who wants to be Dottie? I want to be Dottie. Dottie. I'll be Kit. All right, so oh we are going to do God. the end of A League of Their Own. Wow. I'm so excited. You guys did not know this was coming. Mm-hmm. You were asking why I had pieces of paper on the desk. <laughs> I was asking. <laughs> All right, so this is the end of League of Their Own, rewritten by Justin Thunderstorm, which is my pseudonym. Of course. Interior, outside locker room, day. Dottie, played by Gina Davis, is packing up her gym bag. Played by Travis. Yeah, okay. Her sister, Kit, normally played by Lori Petty, tonight played by Evan Shepard, approaches her after signing some autographs for some young girls. Hey, Dottie. Hey, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. Yeah. She's, she's Gina got Davis. some man in her. Yeah. Hey, Dottie. Hey, kid. Well, I wanted a better reading. Is all I was I saying. would love it. We just read through real quick. <laughs> Where are you going? Oh, I'm retiring from women's softball and immediately leaving for Oregon to go start a family family with Bill Pullman. It's the kind of life plan that can't wait till morning. I see. Well. Crazy World Series, am I right? I can't believe I had an inside-the-park home run with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Especially in the inaugural season up for this league. You're welcome for the great radio ratings, Commissioner Gary Marshall. It really was a storybook ending. And I'm going to have to ice my shoulder after you slammed into me at home plate for the winning run. Hey, speaking of that, did you drop the ball on purpose so my team would win and I would finally have some meaning in my life? Kit! That was like an hour ago. Perfect. I don't remember if I was being a murderer or not. Damn it, Dottie. Did you drop the ball on purpose? Everyone wants to know. Okay, well, am I allowed to improv at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I want to make it feel real. Not too much. Okay. Okay, well, don't tell anyone, but I totally let you win. Mm -hmm. I betrayed all my teammates so that my younger, fuglier (laughs) sister could be happy. That's so fucked up. Mm, not really. Seventy years from now, Peyton Manning will essentially will do essentially the same thing and let his younger brother Eli win more Super Bowls than him. Kit and Dottie share a sensual hug. Jimmy Dugan, played by Tom Hanks, tonight by Justin Thunderstorm, approaches them. Hey girls, my place or yours. Ew, what? Well, I'm just saying, there may be no crying in baseball, but there are threesomes in softball. <laughs> I can't say I haven't thought about it, Jimmy. Of course you have, Daddy. The sexual tension between us has been crazy all movie. Mr. Dugan, this is completely inappropriate. Oh, cool it, Kit. You're simply a throw-in. But she's my sister. That's incest. Oh, Kit. God, relax. Don't be such a wet blanket. It's 1943. Yeah, relax. Why don't the two of you meet me in the Peaches locker room in about 20 minutes, and then we can have a nice orge to end the season. I know for a fact that all the way May will be into it. And then there's Rosie O'Donnell. Kit, I'm sure you guys have a lot of lifestyle choices in common. <laughs> Cut to orgy. Then across is all the present day we're in the Hall of Fame and blah, blah, blah. The end! Isn't it weird that cut to orgy is like in porn scripts? <laughs> cut to orgy cut fellatio. To. That, that was a Microsoft Word template I used from a porn script. <laughs> they already had them in. Where was the money shot? 
well, her dropping the ball in this case oh, is really okay. the, gotcha. the But I'm glad that we finally know if yeah. she dropped it on purpose. Oh, she dropped it on purpose. Well, we all think. We all know. Yeah. <laughs> now I know for sure. She dropped it on purpose. And I mean, yeah, now that we have the rewrite, we know, but I knew. <laughs> I read between the fingers. And then and then you got Tom Hanks and Gina Davis finally hooking up. That <laughs> yeah, that, we've all been waiting. That needed to happen. It did in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Fan mail. I have one more rewrite. Not a rewrite. Not to my rewrite. No. <laughs> that will segue nicely. Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Do you know what happens at the end of that movie? No. I don't remember. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg gets back home, thinks everything's fine, and they're at the Lincoln Memorial. They pan up. It's the picture. It's an ape. Oh, but he, yeah. It's Lincoln Ape. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> so in this alternate timeline, an ape uh, decided to be exactly like Abe Lincoln. I don't understand this ape, this thinking here. Ape Lincoln. Ape Lincoln. Yeah, that's pretty good. It makes no sense. No, also, I think he goes by Abraham. <laughs> Abraham. <laughs> Abraham. Well, do you? Th- so the Lincoln Memorial that was already there, I think. Oh. And they just sculpted an ape head. Oh, they that's were like, is that what, what you're thinking? Well, I think they're just okay. playing it loose and fast think. with time and, and reality. And yeah. Well, and uh, God, that first Planet of the Apes had a surprise right. ending. Right, that's what they want to do. We need one. Well, he was on Earth the whole time. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, let's talk about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And I guess in a kind of big picture sense, the fact that like we kind of need this to be a hit. I think like hasn't this, for this been, summer? Yeah, hasn't it been a really lackluster? Like we haven't done a podcast for a while, partly because people have been in and out of town, yeah. but also we didn't want to do it. <laughs> Transformers Four, certainly not. You know the Think Like a Man Two and How to Dra- Train Your Dragon Two. Edge of Tomorrow is the one that we missed. Yeah, and so probably I, should have done. So Edge of Tomorrow <laughs> we saw last week and it was great. Yeah, um, it had a hundred and seventy-eight million dollar budget. Which why? Wow! And then um, it's only made ninety million. I mean, I'm sure it'll just barely make its money back worldwide, and that's really bad for us it's not as an audience. Worldwide. Yeah, no, not compared to like. I mean, it will. It'll it'll end yeah. up making a little yeah. bit of money, but we finally have an action movie that's like critically Originally, critically successful, and it's, it's not going to make its money. It's not a franchise. It's this smart. is a huge problem. Like, yeah, they need this to be a word right. of mouth movie, um, because like Transformers Four, seventeen percent. On Rotten Tomatoes, and, and I mean it's it's still the week. It's still yeah. basically movie tickets are down twenty percent yeah. than last year, which is a lot. That is a lot. Um, and the July Fourth weekend, you know, we figured we'd be doing a movie, but all that came out was Tammy, which is a twenty three percent movie, Ooh. and they had the lowest ticket sales since nineteen eighty seven. Wow. Um, so I think it's a little. I mean, there were the there were the comic book movies early on, like Amazing Spider Man two, X Men, I guess technically five. But yeah, X-Men did well, right? They all did okay, I mean, hey, but I mean, Rotten Tomatoes they've too. all been failing. They've all been the lowest in the series. Right. Um, hmm. So, I mean, part of that might just be the shifting dynamics of the business and people Fatigue. don't. But didn't we say, like, last summer? That we say this every year. Yeah. Yeah, we said last, yeah, we say this every year and it's never really a good, like, maybe it's just not a good season for movies. I think it's been less, we, it's, I think it's been less yeah. than talk about, though, even this year. Like, we didn't struggle last year to think of, to, like, oh, we should podcast that movie. This year, it's just it seems even more, I don't know, bland. Or maybe it, maybe because things came out earlier, it's yeah. less June July driven. Like August is going to have Guardians of the Galaxy and Ninja Turtles, and I think Let's Be Cops will be interesting too. Like it's odd. It might be because of the World Cup. 
it might be some fear that people will just stay inside for this month. But hmm. I do feel like there's not been a single thing that people have said you should go see it. No. There's been and there's been some bombs that are like Jersey Boys, Million Ways to Die in the West, and Oof. Blended was a huge flop, which is great. I don't know if you're aware though. Now they have these um these big TVs, video on demand that they put. And they, yeah, you can get these videos on demand. Oh yeah. That has to do with the name. I think that's how they named it. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> there's 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 Hulu. There's there's Netflix. Uh-huh. There's uh, there's Amazon Prime, which is not Optimus Prime. It, which is another movie that came out this summer. Oh, and there's, there's, there's cell phones. And there's oh, there's cell phones. That's true. There's cell phones. Now. Yeah. Podcasts. Yeah. So they're, they're, people are too busy listening to us talk about box I'll office tell you what. <laughs> but, I mean, this they, they've said that their count... Like, that's the thing with Hollywood is reading these variety-type pages that I'm reading about this. They're counting on one or two movies to lift everything up as far as how the general box office is doing. And there hasn't been one of those phenomena... That yeah. makes a billion. Yeah. Uh, Transformers 4 is killing it in Ugh. China. But um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, they're hoping, is one of the movies, which is weird to me because that's, to me, I liked the, the rise of yeah. James Franco, but that's kind of a, it doesn't really come up that much. It was no. so forgettable. It yeah. was fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It wasn't egregious. Yeah, okay. So that's where you're at, is it's not... Remember what happens at the end. It was surprisingly... like (laughs) They they break out of the habitat? They start to rise. They're in a habitat, right? Yeah, so they they start to... Because Malfoy is torturing them? Yeah, he's been with the the apes, uh, Caesar, played by Andy Serkis, uh, after being raised by Franco, and then um, realizes... Serkis was raised by Franco? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the ape. And then he, you know, realizes he should be with his kin and that he's not treated well. And it's all a big allegory for, you know, the human condition. And then he starts a rebellion and they go into Mere Woods, which I think is pretty smart just because it's like the coolest tall tree thing we have in America. I'm glad that they did that for where monkeys should go. (laughs) Um, And like he says goodbye to Franco. This is it. I got to be with my peeps. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, it didn't. It had a. It was a. It was a Batman Begins type. Yeah, thing, it was. Which setting means, the stage for this. Which means that this next one is when shit gets violent. Yeah. Um, what I think is strange is that Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is a synonym for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it's terrible. What's next? Beginning. <laughs> right. When is it gonna happen? We're setting it up for a long Initial franchise. Initial stage of the planet. And also the, the draw to the Planet of the Apes, the original. Is there's a planet of apes. Right. Well, that, so this is just on Earth. Yeah. There's no way. But that's always what it was. Not enough apes. There's this is, this is I wish they'd have gone from Rise to It Established. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see... Skip the dawn. Yeah. Okay. So you guys aren't excited for this. No, no not at all. You know, you know the it. biggest reason... I'm, <laughs> I'm, really I'm completely un- yeah. uninterested in this movie. One of the reasons is... I. Why do they do the thing where like, the apes can kind of speak? Where like... They can really talk like like he's talking. He's saying words and sentences, but he's doing it like in like a guttural kind of mm-hmm. like. Well, they don't do sign language. Like, oh, they do we some sign language. Get our revenge, yeah. like that kind like of cave, stuff. It's caveman. Yeah, They're it's evolving. it's you're watching evolution. It's but it's, you're watching them start to stand yeah. up in that little. It's start. not some Hollywood decision. It's, it's Dar- Darwin's not right. giving notes. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, like if you're gonna have him talk, have him talk. Have yeah. him talk. That'd be interesting. Like, this is why, listen, <laughs> humans, we're upset with the way we've been treated. And because of that, we're starting a rebellion and there's nothing you can do about it. And all of it, and 
why is it the same species of monkey? It's, it's just the, apes. The, the the oppressed. It's an allegory. No, there's some there's, some, there's some orangutans and the in there. the oppressed uh-huh. uh, minority. Let's say, um, you know, in in Don't our same monkeys Jews. There you go. In our okay. culture, if there's an oppressed minority, they they don't have a voice. Right. So they have to gutturally try Use to use our voice. We yeah. kept them from education for so long. Right. So that all they could communicate was with oh, various various ape type things. So it doesn't sound like there's a way that you're interested in this movie. No, I really don't <laughs> Besides want to this. More, really, I'm surprised you are so much. I liked yeah. the first one. It was well done. It was really well done. James Franco sucks. And yeah, it doesn't but he's have, out. And it, yeah, and he's out. It doesn't have a satisfying ending, yeah. the first one. But I thought it was a good... Like, all the motion capture stuff they do with circus, yeah. like when he's like swinging on the chandeliers as a baby chimp. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, it's well done, yeah. I don't think it's dumb, uh, which no. is at least nice. I think this one has a chance to be dumb. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it feels like the Lost World to me. Oh, uh, okay. So it's a new director, new writer, mm. and Franco's not in it. Wow. Um, this is. How take... does that happen? Yeah, it sounds like a whole, a whole new thing. same a... studio at I least. Mean, yeah, I mean, it sounds like Franco kind of wanted to be in it, but like mm. once the director left and just the story moved forward so much that it's actually taking place. Um, let's see. I think it's okay. ten. It's ten years later. This okay. movie is ten years later after this virus that they created has killed most humans in the world. Oh, that's helpful. So um, the virus Franco and his girl Frida Pinto, they're dead. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't think it was just a, we need to get rid of Franco. It was a, this is now the now maybe. in the ape in these woods. Caesar is like a statesman. And like the commander of two thousand yeah. pe- two thousand eight. Okay. You're telling me he had ten years to learn English, and that's as far as he got. Based on what you what do you mean? What like the trailer? trailer? Yeah. Because no. he was doing it in the last one. Well, all he said was no in the last one. And he doesn't need to learn English if he's with a bunch of apes, right? Well, they speak to each other in English. That's yeah. my problem. So Gary Oldman is kind of the star, human wise, um, <laughs> and he is the general type of the surviving humans that wants to obliterate right. all the apes. Um, have they controlled the virus? Why are they... They haven't really... It's called the simian flu, I think. Yeah. Um, so, I guess the apes are fine. They're, you know, they're <laughs> immune to it. Um, and, uh, yeah, the humans are just dying, and it sounds like Caesar... I mean, Andy Serkis sounds like he might have the most, like, lines. Like, he's the hero of this. Yeah. And he's basically kind of a Professor Xavier type where... He's got the human that's trying to obliterate his race, and then he's also got the other other apes that are like Magneto, militant, kill all the humans. Oh, and he's right, like, right. maybe we, we don't need coexist. to resort to war. Right. Um, See, but, I didn't know that. So we're supposed to root for the apes. Yeah, he's got a wife. He's got a family. The first twenty minutes are all in the woods with the apes. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Huh? That yeah. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's some. It does seem like there was also. Did they steal the? Plot of the drug from um, Deep Blue Sea. He's developing an intelligence boosting drug to oh, save Alzheimer's. Yeah. Oh, right. Injecting into sharks. Then, yeah. Why'd they use sharks again? Why would you use the most dangerous animal? Use, like, <laughs> That's a great question. It's like a uh, crawfish. Use a tortoise. <laughs> use a tortoise. I guess it's got to be smart enough. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, a turtle. A bunch of angry tortoises. Uh, a manatee. Oh. <laughs> a manatee would be great. <laughs> so, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the first one in this series. Uh, got an 82. Wow. Um, and the new one. <laughs> the new one. Got, got what? 
Can't tell you. So this is directed by yeah. Matt Reeves. Oh, Reevesy. Previous work is basically just Cloverfield. Oh, I was going to say music videos. Wait, he had someone else hold a camera. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> just had T.J. Miller hold a camera and run around. <laughs> just released a giant monster yeah. and then just had yeah. T.J. Miller film it. So Cloverfield um, got 77. He hasn't directed anything since Cloverfield? He directed uh, Let, oh, nothing me, big. Let Me In, which I think is Jennifer Lawrence. But, uh, yeah, so there's that. And then also he directed The Paul Bearer in 1996. Mm. With David Schrummer. So he's been in jail. Wait, he was in jail. 1996. The score was a 42. Yeah. No, I know, but yeah. I mean, like, yeah. 1996 to Cloverfield? 12-year gap between directing movies. What did he do? You go to jail. Yeah. You go to director jail when you do Paul Bearer. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. He didn't want to wow. work with an actor after Schwimmer. Schwimmer. Like, I peaked. Yeah, so Cloverfield's really the only, you know, that's the only thing that you can really say about that's a good comp for this movie. I mean, yeah. it's not a found footage movie, but right. cuz found footage kind of helps you out in a lot of ways. You can and show it hurts the, you like Yeah, that's true. It limits you, but I guess I I think it's It's hard to do a big budget action movie. Yeah, yeah, I think it's cool that Cloverfield was not necessarily about Monsters. It's true. I mean, it was like he made a movie about basically post 9 11 anxiety. Four people yeah. trying to survive. So, in the hope that maybe Planet of the Apes is kind of a bigger, there's an allegory to it. I don't know. Maybe there's a, a connection there. He's he's one of the writers, or no, sorry, he's not a writer on this, but it's written by like three people that just kept rewriting the script. That's never good. Yeah. Oh, uh, we should probably say appreciate oh, yeah. for this. Yeah. I know why you're scared. It took us four years fighting that virus, but we are survivors. There's a virus created by scientists in a lab. You can't blame the apes. Who the hell else am I going to blame? We need to give them a chance. Welcome to animals. Please. I've seen things. I've seen the way they are. They want what we want. To survive. I think it'd be really hard to ride a horse with tiny little legs. Yeah. Yeah. You can't reach the stirrups. You can't. Well, and you can't. You can't, can't hold yourself in. You right. can't let them know what you want. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, other than the English pro, the the serious language flaws and the riding horse problems, it looks pretty good. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's just that I think there's. I think it some cool action. Yeah. yeah, it looks very well done. I think like, I'm going to really be annoyed and dislike the whole Gary Oldman yeah. angle. It, it, that never works. The, the general the general thing just has not been it's done well in first. usually played yeah. by Brian Cox. Really. <laughs> right. I actually yeah. think he was in the first one. He though. was, yeah. But yeah, maybe that's got some of the things against it. Is like you guys said, that it's a, it's a sequel. Even if it's a more fun sequel because it's... Finally, like fighting, taking over the planet. Yeah, yeah. It's still building on a story that no one really remembers. Frankly, yeah. I think the most they interesting... had to put exposition in there saying it was a virus yeah. made in a laboratory. Right, I wouldn't be surprised. Scientists. I wouldn't be surprised if there's text at the beginning. Thanks, Felicity. Like, just in case. <laughs> I think it. I think it would have been more interesting if it was a movie about these apes that live in this forest, and then like the humans come in, whatever, learning to live together or something, like, if, if there wasn't a giant war. Like, the like, humans didn't know I think they had that, such an advanced society. Yeah, if it was just a movie about their lives. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think the big the bigness of it is exhausting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like it's uh, the stakes are always like somebody's trying to. You, know. you can't make these movies without those stakes. Middle of the summer. Middle of the summer. Definitely can. You can, but you can't make the movie you're describing. You're not gonna make. You're not gonna get the budget or the money. All I'm saying is that makes me less excited about it. I think that it's it seems very familiar. Like just going through that trailer by the end of it, it was like, okay, this is what happens. You want Ape Seinfeld. I want an ape Seinfeld. Is <laughs> or, it that hard to get an ape you want Seinfeld? 20, you want 22 Ape Street. You want them to be like meta about I don't like want them to be meta. I want to just see, I want to watch the Discovery Channel. Yeah. What, um, do you want to know the budget? Sure. Running time. <laughs> Running time, yeah. Running time? Running time is two hours and ten minutes. Yes. Yeah. And the budget, oh, 120 mil. So sixty less than Edge of Tomorrow. How much? Can you gotta you, pay for that strong can female lead. Can you tell lead. me how much Andy Serkis made? Yes, which is. I great. really want to mm. know what his. He, he's got to be super flexible. Like he probably literally does. and figuratively. Mm-hmm. No, wait. What do you mean figuratively? Oh, I thought you meant. I mean just literally. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant just like. I don't mean his jobs. No, he's got to be super nimble. Like, okay. He probably you did mean a, literally. Yeah. <laughs> He probably does a lot of yoga and like yeah, sure stretching right. exercises. Like it's such a strange thing to be known for. I know to be the guy. The right. fact that his name is known is nuts because no other person in that profession's name is known. What is that profession? Mocap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's an actor technically, I guess. Right? I, right. Yeah. I mean, he's in movies. Right. He plays. But there's not a guy who does mocap so well that they get picked for these big movies besides him. It's he's just such a one. strange skill set. It's like And how to get his name. Also no one yeah. <laughs> was he in the circus? That's how he's so well, flexible. Felt completely different. Also Yeah, but that's you know no one should be no one should be more <laughs> afraid <laughs> No one should be more afraid of being replaced by robots than Andy Circus. That's true. I'm surprised he's held on this long. Like in, like they basically are just putting a robot yeah, in front it's of become, his face. Yeah, he's fused with it. He's, he's a bionic yeah, he's, actor. Right. Right. But they're but like, still how not able to get last? realistic. I mean, video games are getting up there, so I guess we're yeah. almost there. I can't get a salary for this most recent one, but I can tell you his net worth. Ooh. You guys want to guess yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> it's interesting. It's not in the thousands. No, 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 no. It's not in the millions. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's an heir. He's a billionaire. Yeah, he's an heir to Ringley Brothers. You were right. Yeah, it's the he circus. Was. He's Julia Louis-Dreyfus's... <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus's... Circus brother. Yeah. Um, I'll go... 17 mil. 17 Whoa! mil. Whoa! Yeah. The circus net worth. That's a lot. That's a lot. I want to say six and a half. It's 28. Whoa! Good for him. Wow! Good for him. I mean, he's got... Is wow. he in the Hobbit movies? I think they're... Yeah, uh, he's in the in first it. one. Colm's in it. I just saw the second one recently. So I mean, let's say that's six movies at like two or three apiece. That's crazy. I'd like to see him play some like diversify and play somebody really big. I mean, he plays humans, what if he was but smelled. he's just not great at it. 13 going on 30. Which is why. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got a weird face. Yeah, I Which, I mean, I brought this up before, but... I think I think someone writing a biography on Andy Serkis is fascinating. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of questions that need to be asked. What is his relationship with animals? Is he maybe antagonistic? Are the animals upset that he's taking their jobs? Does he go to zoos a lot? I want to know what he has for pets. Did he have pets? He definitely studies. He studies. Uh, Yeah, it's it's interesting to have the skill set he does because like, it's you know they got the DiCaprio. 
of mocap. Yeah. Like, what do you, if, if you're Mo-caprio. making, there it is. <laughs> if you're create, if you're making a movie that relies yeah. on the animals talking, yeah. like, or moving, what is his leverage yeah. in the contract negotiations? Like, who are you going to go with? The second best guy? <laughs> Who is the second best? <laughs> no, one the, no one knows. That's him. the biography. It's been on and, the second and best. And people, the public trusts him that much. I know. Now, that I don't think the public has any idea who he is. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if this movie true. wasn't so bad, he probably get nominated for it. But are you guys ready to guess? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's hear your scores for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, why don't you go first, Evan? All right. Uh. Uh, I think it's going to be a little worse than the first one, just because sequels. Which was what, 82? 82. Um, I went 74%. Mm. Positive. Yeah. I think it, I, it, the trailer really did it for me. I was probably prepared to give it a lot less okay. had I not seen the trailer. Or low 60s? Yeah. You were on the Coming line. in, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to be below. It wasn't going to be abysmal. No. Right. No, probably I never not. thought abysmal, but I, I yeah. Unremarkable. The trailer kind of, all right. Well, we were in not only in the same ballpark, we were in the same dugout. Ooh, Um, Kit and Dottie style. Yeah, (laughs) incest style. Uh, I I, so I won seventy seven. Ooh, and the reason I won seventy seven is because it just seems like movies don't get bad scores anymore, except for the ones that you know are going to be terrible. Mm-hmm, Transformers right. was going to be awful. Tammy. All the first ones, like the first three Transformers were awful. Tammy was going to be bad. I mean, it's just like the movies that... I'm surprised Tammy was bad. It seems... This yeah. Is, this keeps happening now where... She wrote it, right? Yeah. The movies that seem unremarkable end up getting... Are good enough. Yeah, especially for Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's just the critics saying, yeah, all right. Well, critics also want to stay employed. If no one's going to the movies... Oh, we gotta give good ratings. Oh, we've never explored this movies. angle before. Yeah, that's something. We always said sourpuss guys. Now I'm thinking. Yeah. Do you um do you think it'd be cool just... if a movie took the Beyonce angle and showed no trailers <laughs> yes. and just this was out? Yeah. Wouldn't that change completely? That'd be your... really cool. Yeah. And if the uh... movies so much so much more the music are based on the anticipation. Yeah. They just have like a they have a a poster the night before it is coming out and it's yeah. all black just the title the yeah. only way and then you find out it's a new Seth Rogen comedy right yeah. everyone's going to that yeah, yeah. the way that huh. would ever work yeah. is if it was like who, who are the two biggest stars yeah. in the world right now because Jonah Hill is might be <laughs> he's, he's been in the biggest comedy two summers in a row yeah. and Wolf of Wall Street yeah alright boys so 77 and 74 I was kind of gaming you thinking I'd be the higher <laughs> Oh, yeah? So I'm a little disappointed that you went above me. Well, you know what? Game over. A little worried. <laughs> you might be, you might be, well, if, if you, Evan, if you lose, you're seeing something higher than a 75 yeah. and a half. True. Um, all right, so the score, so if it's higher than 75, Evan sees it. If it's lower than 76, Travis sees it. With intelligence and emotional resonance to match its stunning special effects... <laughs> Dawn of the Planet of the Apes expands on its predecessor with an exciting and ambitious burst of sci-fi achievement. Wow. 98%. What? 47 reviews and one person didn't like it. Wow. I'm accepting that. That's That's definitely going to finish above both your numbers. Oh, yeah, Yeah. for sure. So... 98 percent That's crazy. What is going on? It might be great. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe... You're the problem. <laughs> Maybe these movies are great. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, Ev, so you're going to see Dom and Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Mean- so much time. I know. Meanwhile, I can say for certain that I'm going to see this movie Boyhood by Richard Linklater. Um, and the only reason I want to talk about it because is because it's kind of unprecedented. Yeah. And um, while a lot of the quotes say you've never seen anything like this before, and it's cinematic history. So a quick primer is just this movie Boyhood, which opened at Sundance earlier this year, was filmed every year for the past 12 years, uh, basically a few weeks at a time. Yeah, so they do like a couple scenes. A couple scenes. Right. So they, so they, that's, the, that's the goal of the movie. It wasn't like this movie has taken 12 years. Right. Richard Linklater decided in 2002, which, by the way, we were 18. And this kid was like... This kid was seven. Sick, yeah. Some of us virgins, some of us not. But Linklater... <laughs> at seven? Us at 2002, yeah. yeah. Come of some of us, come of us. <laughs> By the come, come of, of us. us, stop it, Travis. Come of us, we're our real adults. <laughs> By the come of our fathers. Um, you know, the, he cast a seven-year-old kid, L.R. Coltrane. Yeah, awesome. that's a it's a fucking awesome name. Yeah, it is an awesome name. Um, and you know, I, I listened to an interview today where he was saying that's he realizes now that that was the most important artistic yeah. decision of his life. And that, That's you know, the biggest gamble you can make. Yeah, the guy could, the kid could suck as uh, an actor. Otherwise, you know, the kid's parent because it's his boyhood. It's just tracking his childhood for twelve years, and they're gonna film it in real time, essentially. Um, but the other, the rest of the cast is his parents are Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette. He knows what he's getting with them. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna be deeper into their forties by the time it's done, or yeah. whatever, fifty. But yeah. um, and then Lorelai Linklater, his daughter, plays the sister. And she's the only one that wanted to quit. Wow. Like oh, a couple of years she ago. Wanted to quit. That's she crazy. wanted out. She asked if there was a way for her to be killed off. Killed? Yeah. What kind of movie is this? It's so weird. Why do you kill? Like, like it's a superhero movie, you can just Yeah. So that's kinda of interesting. But I mean otherwise it's it's a small small cast and it kinda of had to be. Just because yeah, the, yeah. The, keeping the, them together for twelve years. It was four people that were there for everything. I think. Yeah. yeah basic. I mean, I think the the plot starts with or the premise is that his parents are divorced and like away, or they can be away at different times, or you know. So that was kind of solving the Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette are busy. The same schedule. Sometimes they just film them on yeah. Skype for a year, you know, or something like that. It's not always yeah. the four of them hanging out, but I think this is. You know, people are saying it's like time lapse the movie. Basically, it's yeah. it's it's not. There's no makeup. <laughs> it's a it's a brilliant gimmick. Yeah. Um, but in the best way that a gimmick could be a gimmick. Like right. it's, it's kind of um, you know iconoclastic. Really, what it's doing, just in terms of the business of it and the production of it. And that's what's interesting is how good can the movie be compared to what it must have taken to make. I I think it was interesting. Um, Link later said that when he was making it, he found himself when the when he was seven, and then again when he was like what thirteen or something, he found himself um, sympathizing and relating to the parents. And then as the boy got older and was like a young man, he started relating to the story of of the boy more or the the guy. And that's the thing with Link later, which you know, honestly, for Desert Island stuff. He's in my top five, without a doubt. I think he's an excellent writer. He's got some of the most important movies I've ever seen 
Dazed and Confused, um, Waking Life, uh, the whole Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight series, uh, School of Rock. <laughs> I would put. I think it's. I think it's one of the hundred best movies. School of Rock ever. Really? I think you have to put. That's really funny. I think you have to put. Do you know anyone that doesn't like School of Rock? Like I Pitch don't. Perfect's in the top hundred. School of Rock is. I mean. It's weird that he did School of Rock. Yeah. Like, I think that's yeah. a, adding he didn't importance write it. to it that right. doesn't, I don't think really exists. I, I don't know. I have no interest in ever seeing School of Rock. See, that's either. interesting because I wish Nate was here. I've seen School <laughs> of Rock 24 times and I would watch it another 24 times. Yeah, I've seen it a lot. I would, I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm never going to see it again, fine. but it's interesting that you put it in the top 100. I don't think huh. you guys could come up with yeah. 12 movies since the year 2000 that are, that are comedies. <laughs> that are comedies that are, you know, that rewatchable. Yeah. Yeah, rewatchable, but it wasn't really, it wasn't funny, really. It's got a lot of funny parts, but that's the thing, the balance between being entertaining and funny. Right. I think it toes that line that very few movies do. Um, uh, I, this, I mean, I think this movie's going School of Rock, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow! Everything's in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um... I think this movie's like a brilliant idea, and I think it's yeah. really cool that it happened. So, uh, I mean, the thing about his movies, I think, that might lend itself to this might seem long is there's not going to be major events, no. story events. Yeah, right. that's, that's why. Oh, he also did Bernie, which is a fucking amazing movie. Bernie's great. Bernie's great. And also, he's in the news now because Bernie lives in his garage. I heard that, yeah. I think we talked about it. That's insane. That is insane. Um, that is absolutely insane. That to, to be a director that made a movie about someone and then testify for your subject and say, yeah, he can live in my garage, and then they do it. Um, so, I mean, he is... Oh, fucking look at this shit. So we got, from the beginning, Slacker, 85. Days of Confused. Slacker. Slacker sucks. Not Slackers. No. Flagger. It was, it was it's a sprawling conversation in the same way that Waking <laughs> yeah. Life is. Uh, okay. And a lot of his movies are. Yeah. Um, I mean that's what he does is slice of life movies. This right. isn't the first time he played with time. It's usually just a day. Yeah. You know. Um, with the exception of School of Rock and Bernie, where, you know, he's actually in a scanner darkly, where he's uh, you know, with mixed success kind of taking a real story. But otherwise he's showing you reality without all the bells and whistles. Yeah, um, I think he he has a he has a style. At least the things I really love that he's done, which are probably six or seven strong at this point. He has a way of being very cerebral and laid back at the same time. Yeah, uh, and I think the ability to just show <sighs> depict life without anything big happening but just kind of the normalcy of it it's refreshing that he still makes these someone still making I these I wish movies. he had made the Rise of the Planet of the Apes or whatever down at the Planet of the Apes <laughs> yeah that's just what made, I want just, yeah just real life. just a bunch of apes walking around talking about the t- last ten years <laughs> it's reminiscing yeah absolutely they um one interesting thing about this <laughs> <That'd be> awesome <laughs> one interesting thing about this is that uh cause you know I, what's fascinating to me is the writing of it and kind of tinkering it as they go. Because it's weird to basically know that, like, let's say they filmed November, December every year. Yeah. And they just... Uh, he said he would spend two months a year for 12 years doing it. And it never felt like it was in the back burner. Like, it was, sweet, now I have this. Um, that's 
interesting because you're making a movie about just life and just someone's childhood. And I'm not making the definitive coming of age film, but I kind of am. <laughs> it just it gives you ten months every year to think like, well, what should be happening to this kid? And then he would call the actor and say, what's going on? With right. you? What physically? Do you like girls yet? Yeah, right. Do you like girls? And then just take from that, write some scenes. Right. It's interesting to write. I mean, you have a movie like Gravity that takes five years, and that script is written in 2008 or something. Yeah. But this, he had the chance to tinker with it and add timestamps that are like the invasion of Iraq or like yeah. we elected a black president. That's true. There are timestamps yeah. in it, and the soundtrack is apparently important just because it kind of evolves with it, like Coldplay Yellow yeah. is in the beginning, yeah. and then it's Gnarls Barkley Crazy, and then it's hmm. Vampire Weekend's first album, Gotcha, somebody I used to know, and right. now it's Black Keys Arcade Fire. Yeah. I think so it's, it's American life, basically. Right. And it's, it also gives him a chance to change. Like, if he'd written the entire script when he was, you know, 40 or 30, whatever he was at the time, it would be very different. Like, you know, you change as an artist and as a writer every year. Yeah. So giving yourself that amount of time to change, like, I'm sure it, it looks very different than it would have if you wrote it all at once. Everything also, I think it's interesting that we keep talking about him, like, this this boy. Yes. <laughs> like, what a strange way to... You're making You're making a movie about your child, or about childhood. Right that completely changes your childhood from being a normal childhood. Right. And yeah. you, your childhood can shape the script. Yeah. Because things that are happening to you That's like, so interesting. That is and like, like, the, like, is he going to be an actor now? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, they, you know, he cast him because he said he wasn't like any of the other kids. He seemed thoughtful and wasn't trying to impress. And I mean, you're taking, what a number one draft pick. I mean, like yeah. the pressure on you, it's a 12-year yeah. contract. Right. Um, and you didn't want like a show kid. The kid, yeah. The kid said that it was just weird to get new pages every year, and he said it was easier to play the character than it was figure out who he was at that time. Well, he wow. sounds thoughtful. Yeah, so, that's I mean, pretty that, interesting. That actually, that you know, completely validates How old what, is you, he now? what you're saying is his childhood is completely forever altered. He's 19 now or 20. Wow. Um, I think the other thing that's interesting is the financing of it. And how lucky and what like a victory it is that yeah. IFC financed it um, and said we'll give you two hundred grand a year to make it. So eventually it's two and a half mil. Um, they'll make that back, I think, with all the buzz they're yeah, doing. But I mean, so. to every year, you know, like later on, like, having it's, it on the balance real sheet. Investment. So is this movie being made? Yeah. Yep. We gotta wait though. <laughs> And also, like, when do? Why did you decide to stop? Like, when do you? When yeah, you, when do you cut yeah, it off? What kind of like? Well, we could we, we go to college? Ten years? Go to college? Yeah, I mean, also it's, <laughs> the sequel was just yeah, it's terrible. Idea. I can't imagine <laughs> to go from college till thirty. Oh, oh god. god, that'd be a terrible movie. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't imagine that. Like, I don't know. You would want to, like, his final cut. The protectiveness you have it. Has to be crazy with twelve years invested in it. Yeah. Even though I'm Which sure is why it's three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were going to call it twelve years until they uh, found, yeah. out, <laughs> found out there was a Brad Pitt, Michael Fassbender movie coming out oh. with slaves. Twelve years, the boy. Yeah. Uh, so even though we will not be, no one will have to see this as a penalty. What do you guys think this is on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, it's nineties. Yeah, it's gotta be for sure. Ninety-six. Yeah, 97. 100! Yeah. yeah. How many reviews? Uh, I think it's like 50. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
Uh, 51. Epic, yeah. epic in technical scale. Yeah, but <laughs> breathlessly intimate in narrative scope. Boyhood is a sprawling investigation of the human condition. I don't know why any credit, anybody who likes movies right. wouldn't be interested in. Excited by the innovation yeah. and the yeah. commitment. The yeah. commitment, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's fucking impressive. If, if this is truly a good movie aside from all of the gimmick, gimmick and, and, yeah production i really hope it gets nominated for something and that he gets nominated because right. it seems like this might be his masterpiece yeah of something and, and you deserve it to stick with something for 12 years <laughs> and to for the you know executive that was the one guy that said sure i'll finance this for 12 years we need those good guys to win yeah. i think um thank you guys for listening very much we are cook street productions you can find more podcasts our sketches and our web series on Facebook, YouTube, our website, Spark TV, Cloudy, CookStreetProductions.com, and Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter. 